Peter Q. Thompson has spent a little less than a year as Chief Executive Officer of Perkins Investment Management, a Chicago-based subsidiary of Janus Capital Group. And judging by the low turnover at the firm, Mr. Thompson says Perkins hasn't lost a portfolio manager or analyst in 29 years, it's a good bet he's not moving anytime soon. A broad-shouldered Chicagoan through and through, Mr. Thompson started his career at Aon Corp in the early 90s and moved to Ariel Capital in 1994 to work with Melody Hobson, who's now Ariel's president. In mid-2007, he purchased the now-defunct investment advisory firm Chicago Asset Management. Mr. Thompson moved to Perkins in January and says one of his biggest challenges in the last 10 months is getting the word out about Perkins amid the world financial crisis. In this podcast, which comes from a recent interview Mr. Thompson had with PNI Daily reporter Tim Inkelbarger, Mr. Thompson discusses the reasons he moved over to Perkins and what investment opportunities he sees for institutional investors amid their rekindled focus on risk management. We hope you enjoy the program. Why did you leave Chicago Asset Management for the position at Perkins? Well, we had made a decision uh, already at Chicago Asset Management to close the firm. Uh, and Perkins seemed, as, as I mentioned to you earlier, my, my meeting and discussion with Bob Perkins, Tom Perkins, and, and Jeff Kautz really made me want to, to come to work here. They're just wonderful people. What investment opportunities do you see these days for institutional investors? What investment opportunities? Well, clearly institutional investors are, you know, have, have felt the... You know, a big punch in the gut in these last couple of years, and they're looking for ways to, um, whether they're a pension fund, you know, continue to honor their pension obligations, or endowment fund, continue to support their important organizations. And but their folks are a little bit hamstrung because it's been such a substantial blow to the value of those their portfolios these last you know, couple of years mm-hmm. that, um, on one hand, many places can't afford literally can't afford to have that type of a year again. But on the other hand, they need excess return to to do, you know, the aforementioned, you know, yeah. honor their obligations or, you know, support their, their endowments. So I think that um, in doing that, I think that there's been a little bit of a reset in, in the place, that, you know, in institutional investors to, to kind of reset their definition of risk. You know, I think for many years, risk the word risk migrated from true absolute risk, that is losing money, mm-hmm. to kind of a relative measure, how much you look like something, how much you look like a benchmark. And I think that there's a little bit of uh, everything's old, everything's old is new again, in that um, folks are looking back at, at traditional definitions of risk and making their long-term investment uh, decisions. How has Perkins and its clients' risk management approach changed as a result of what has gone on in the market? Well, r- risk management or risk control is is the essence of our investment philosophy. In fact, once we have a potential uh, idea, once we're you know the first step in really uh, considering a potential idea for our portfolio is to calculate the downside risk first. So this makes us very different than many managers. We actually come up with a price. We look at a stock. It might be trading, um, you know, around its 52-week lows, or it might be unduly punished in our mind. 
But we look at the stock, and our first question we ask ourselves is, how wrong can we be on this? Mm-hmm. How has this stock looked in trough periods, declining margin, margin compression, prior recessionary periods? What has happened to this stock? Mm-hmm. How much lower do we think it can go? Step number one, we come up with an absolute price. Step number two, we come up with an upside price. But again, different than many managers, it's not a pie in the sky what this stock could become again someday. It's just a normalized number. Mm-hmm. We're believers in mean reversion and just in a normal steady state environment, what does the stock look like? We won't take a position uh, in a company unless there's at least a dollar and a half of upside, 1.5 to 1. Um, a uh, dollar and a half of upside for every dollar of downside. So inherent in that process is um, risk control. We also use our relationship with Janus uh, in that area as well. They have a wonderful risk management department um, headed by a guy named Dan Sherman. Uh, he was a portfolio manager in, his, uh, in, in a prior career and so really understands both sides of the business. We get data from him on a monthly basis that helps us understand everything from attribution to unintended bets and, and the like in the portfolio. So while you know, we're not necessarily using it to manage the portfolio, it's certainly you know, the, the robustness of that data is very helpful to us in understanding what's going on in the portfolio. And that's a, that's a very um, strong example of why this partnership with Janus works so well. What investment lessons should institutions take away from the current credit crisis? Should current institutions take away from the credit crisis? Well, I think it's certainly, um, again, it's, it's a little bit self-serving because it's kind of the most important thing that we look at. But I think folks are looking at balance sheets again <laughs> very, very, very closely and, uh, you know, looking at, at debt levels and how firms are managing their, um, you know, that obligations and, and just the basic financial management. I think that folks are unwilling to um, play closer to the line. Thanks for listening. To read the interview with Mr. Thompson, please go to www.pionline.com slash face-to-face. And to hear more podcasts from Pensions and Investments, please go to www dot pionline.com slash podcast or subscribe through iTunes.